na 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 na. Yeah, I, I like to sing along with the jingle too, and I'm sure you do as well. Welcome to February the first. Say that three times fast. I know that we sometimes it becomes February, February the first. It's a Wednesday. Welcome to the Bottom Line Show. Roger Marsh here, and it's Everyone Wednesday. We've got a trifecta for you today here on Everyone Wednesday. Now I know there's a lot of stuff going on. By the way, programming note. If you have been following the Tyree Nichols case, the young man in Memphis who was pulled over for reckless driving and then was tuned up, as they say in the industry, by five police officers and the wounding was so bad and then the police reporting by the EMTs on the scene was so even worse, this young man died in the prison three days, or in the hospital three days later and now seven police officers have been fired, three EMTs have been fired, five police officers are facing uh, second-degree murder charges. It's just a horrific event. On tomorrow's edition of the Bottom Line Show, we're going to give it full vent. We spent the entire hour this morning uh, talking on the National Crawford Roundtable podcast about police reporting, about uh, brutality, systemic issues. <clears throat> we talked about, uh, you know, is this a racist attack? Is it not? I know a lot of people would say, well, it's five black cops beat up a black guy and killed him. That's not racism, but there's some different nuances to take a look at highly recommend now if you can't wait until tomorrow because the bottom line show we always carry the first half hour of this uh, uh national crawford roundtable podcast during the final half hour of our thursday terrestrial release if you're listening in denver right now kldc our sister station klz carries the whole thing from 6 to 7 p.m tonight i believe uh the podcast is also up at um, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, the audio is. The video takes a little longer to coordinate because we're in different parts of the country and we have to send our video in and then Josh Myers, our video editor, has to mix it all together. So the My Hope Now channel usually lags a couple days behind. But we had a very, um, how shall we say, spirited conversation earlier today about uh, that very issue. And, you know, I'll be honest with you. Um, and uh, you know, Bob's doing the show, literally records it, Within he ends the broadcast on Wednesdays about 15 minutes before he goes on and does his four-hour show in Detroit. So sometimes Bob's a little under the gun. I am just shaking the cobwebs out of my eyes at 7:30 a.m. Pacific time when we do ours. So sometimes the two of us go head to head, and I just foreshadowing, you know, a little uh, planning ahead. If you want to listen to tomorrow's terrestrial release, I encourage that. But if you want to get the whole hour on podcast, you can download it right now at. Um, at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, all the places where you find the audio of the National Crawford Roundtable podcast. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, I mentioned today is a trifecta. It's Everyone Wednesday. And Everyone Wednesday is a lot of fun because everyone wins. That's why we call it Everyone Wednesday. Get it? But usually we'll have a book, you know, an author, maybe a DVD, some movie tickets, something like that to give away. Today, we have not one, not two, but three opportunities for you to win something. So if you are typically the kind of person who likes to hang back and, oh, well, you know, there's only one book and I'm not going to call and, you know, that type of stuff. Let me give you the number now and you can just start calling now. I guarantee you're going to win something. 800-227-5278. We have three things going on. Uh, my special guest this hour is Pastor Glenn Packiam. Uh, Glenn is the uh, lead pastor at Rock Harbor right here in Costa Mesa. I mean, like just a stone's throw. I get it. Rock Harbor, stone's throw. Uh, from the K Bright Studios. And he and his wife, Holly, have written a book called The Intentional Year, Simple Rhythms for Finding Freedom, Peace, and Purpose. This is a book they've written. It's a 
pastors and couples retreat that they host a couple times a year. It will change your world, I guarantee it. Glenn's going to join me to talk about that coming up in just a few minutes. And we do have a copy of that book to give away, 800-227-5278. Plus, special opportunity to go see Dennis Wilson's, well, the movie that Dennis Wilson is sponsoring. He didn't make the movie, but The Baby Boomer Dilemma. Remember that documentary we were telling you about all during the month of January? We had a special screening at the Gem Theater in Garden Grove on January 21st. A lot of bottom line show listeners went. By popular demand, there's a second showing of that movie coming up on Saturday, February 25th, Gem Theater, 11.30 a.m., matinee performance, free soda, free popcorn, and free hot dogs. And you've heard Dennis say on the program here Monday, he was kind of bummed. No one told him they were serving hot dogs. He didn't get one. So make sure Dennis gets a hot dog. But you get one too, right? You can call here at the Bottom Line Show, 800-227-5278. The tickets are available for free while they last, okay? Third opportunity to win, and this is kind of fun because I have a little skin in the game here. Our friends at Lutheran Social Services of Southern California are hosting a series of concerts that are all fundraisers for a couple of men's ministry outreaches that they have, one in San Bernardino and one in Los Angeles. The event is called Banding Together. It's a pun there, Banding Together to Build Community. And what they've done is a number of musicians, local praise teams, things of that nature, have banded together their bands, get it, the band concert, um, and they'll be giving a free concert. What kind of music do you like? What kind of music is going to be there? Well, <laughs> what isn't going to be there? Uh, you've got the New City Parish Gospel Group. You've got the Woven Image Group that performs Celtic folk and jazz music. Pastor Nathan Damaris doing hip-hop and global multicultural praise. Chris Wynn and his praise band featuring Nicholas and Catherine, Kathleen Preston. It all takes place this Sunday afternoon, 3 p.m., Messiah Lutheran Church in your Belinda. Now, we have free tickets here to give away. 800-227-5278. We have at least five pair to give away to this event. Now, I mentioned it's a free event. There is a fundraising component as well. And I'm going to be there emceeing the whole thing. So I would love to meet you. If for no other reason, come out, let's shake hands. Uh, 800-227-5278. These are the three items that you have an option to win. Now, if you call for the tickets to the concert on Sunday, then that's your prize. Don't ask for Dennis Wilson tickets too, okay? If you want the Dennis Wilson tickets for the movie, The Baby Boomer Dilemma, about the retirement system and how that all works, ask for those specifically. Or if you want to get your name in the drawing for the book that we have, uh, Glenn Packiam's book, The Intentional Year, Simple Rhythms for Finding Freedom, Peace, and Purpose, you can do that as well. Okay, so three different ways to win. Everybody Wednesday, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. And I encourage you to give us a call and uh win something, <laughs> have some fun. Okay, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, Pastor Glenn Packey, I'm going to talk about simple rhythms for finding freedom, peace, and purpose in your life. He calls this the intentional year. We're going to find out what that's all about coming up next as the bottom line continues. I want you to be intentional about something right now. And that is our friends at Preborn and the work that they are doing to save babies' lives. Now, I've got to admit, Bottom line, listeners have been showing up in droves to save kids. $28 donation saves one child because it provides a free ultrasound appointment for a woman who's expecting and wants to see that baby and wants to uh, you know, decide whether or not to be a mom or release the child for adoption. 85% of the time, mom chooses life. But over the past week, the phones from Kbright have been kind of quiet. 
to be honest with you. Let me give you that number, 833-850-2229. The need is relentless nationwide. The left is coming at us in droves, trying to shut down clinics like preborn, saying that they're not licensed, that they don't have qualified staff. And that's not true. Actually, a lot of the equipment you find at a preborn clinic is on par with what you find at those abortion clinics. And that's because the technology is so good and the ultrasound machine technology is great. Will you make a donation today for one more ultrasound? 833-850-BABY, $28 donation covers one, $140 covers five, and $280 covers 10 babies' lives saved. 833-850-BABY, 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229, call now. Well, today here on The Bottom Line, we're going to talk about intentionality. We're going to talk about peace and freedom and purpose in the midst of the chaos that we're living in in the world right now, that's something that everybody could benefit from. Uh, Dr. Glenn Packiam is lead pastor of Rock Harbor in Costa Mesa, California, earning his doctorate in theology and ministry from Durham University in the United Kingdom, uh, senior fellow with Barna Group, adjunct professor with Denver Seminary, because uh, for 20 years he served in pastoral ministry at New Life Church in Colorado Springs. He's the author of a brand new book that we're going to get into and ask some rather tough questions about why it seems like so many Christians are having a hard time experiencing the peace of Christ in the world that we're living in. The book is called The Intentional Year, Simple Rhythms for Finding Freedom, Peace, and Purpose. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Glenn Packiam, welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. Thank you so much, Roger. Always good to talk to you. Likewise. Let's talk this. So many people are feeling uh, they're in reaction mode. You know, something happens and they react to it or, you know, they're just emotionally drained. So many different pulls on our, our demands and attention. And it's not just young parents with young children. It seems like everybody in the body of Christ is dealing with this. What was the the impetus for you, Glenn, to, to start working on this from a pastoral standpoint and give us the resource that is now in our hands right now? Well, it really comes out of something that my wife and I began doing out of necessity about 12 years ago. Uh, you know, we have four children, but at the time, you know, 12 years ago, I think we, we had just had our third maybe. And, uh, and we were finding life to be overwhelming. I was in ministry, uh, even back then. And my wife was, um, helping with the kids at home and all of that stuff. And we just, we needed time away. And so some, some older, wiser mentor couples said, you should take some time away, uh, on a retreat, the beginning of every year, just pray together, you know, maybe map out the year. But over time, we began to realize we didn't just need to sort of have this kind of, uh, you know, time out, let's just get away. We actually needed to enter into a new season or a new year mm. on purpose. And we found ourselves uh, living life on autopilot, living it sort of on its default settings, if you will, reacting and responding instead of saying, God, what are you doing in our lives in this season? And how can we cooperate with you? And so this book comes out of a retreat that we've done for 10, 12 years now, the two of us. I love that. I mean, the idea that you can be intentional about this, and that's probably one of the first places that you start in this type of motive, uh, Glenn Packiam, is the fact that you say, okay, look, I have to look back and I've got to acknowledge what parts of my life are just reactionary, what parts of my life are just reflexive. You know, we just yes. kind of go through and yes. do them. Yes. And then which ones can be rejuvenating and, and purposeful. Talk, talk about what an honest assessment of that yeah. situation, you call it looking back and looking forward in your book. Yeah, that, that's right. The looking back and looking forward part is almost like the prelude, the preamble to this other work, the third work of inventory taking, you know? So looking back, 
most of us don't want to do it. The, the end of a year, the start of a new year, we're like, can we just get that over with and start into something new? The problem that we don't realize is we're going to carry habits, practices, maybe even ruts and routines that we've fallen into. And we'll just carry that with us unless we stop. The Bible is full of reminders for the people of God to stop and reflect. And it reminds you of God's faithfulness, but it also reminds you of places where maybe you need to repent and you need to adjust. Uh, if you're headed the wrong direction, the fastest way to get it right is not to speed up. It's to slow down and turn around, you know? <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, and so, you know, stopping to reflect on the past is really, it, it's a moment to say, God, what has occurred in the last season, last month, last year? Uh, where was your hand at work? How did we miss you? Uh, where are some of the gifts that you've you've provided in our lives? You know, Roger, our brains, we're so we so easily remember all of the negative things. We can miss mm -hmm. actually these beautiful moments, the laughter, the friendship, the the memories we've made. And so, looking back, it, yeah, it, it's about reviewing, it's about rejoicing, it's about repenting, and it's about receiving God's grace for the season ahead. Pastor Glenn Packiam is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. The book is called The Intentional Year, Simple Rhythms for Finding Freedom, Peace, and Purpose. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Glenn, do you encourage people to have a verse or a word or a theme that kind of will guide the 12 months afterwards? I know some people who are really big on that. Other yeah. people just kind of say, no, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of taking my faith as it comes. What, what, what are the benefits and maybe perhaps yeah. disadvantages of doing so? Well, in one sense, the calling for a Christian doesn't change. We're supposed to grow in the, you know, to become more like Jesus. We're supposed to allow the Holy Spirit to produce fruit in us. So in one sense, it doesn't change. The will of God for our lives in a general sense stays the same. On the other hand, there are particular things that I think God is doing in different seasons of our life. My father-in-law is a farmer in the Midwest, and he's taught me the lessons over the years that you got to do the right work in the right season. Yes. Uh, the, the winter is not the time to be cutting down firewood. You should have done that in the previous season. <laughs> Season, you know, right. yeah. and I think similarly with our lives, there are these these things that we can say, OK, uh, maybe there's a new job. Maybe there's a new relationship. Maybe there's a loss that you're walking through, that you're enduring a maybe a difficult health challenge. Every season has limitations and every season has invitations from God into greater relationship with him and greater service for him. Mm, boy, that's powerful uh, preaching from Glenn Packiam today here on The Bottom Line. As you talk about the inventory, you talk about looking forward. And again, I've never farmed a day. Look at my hands. I've never done any kind of work a day in my <laughs> Same. life. Same. But, but you know, it, it, it does make sense. And I think we live in such an on-demand, instant access culture that many of us have lost sight of the fact. I mean, here in the West Coast, we don't have seasons. Our seasons are what? Warm and right. warmer, right? You know, I mean, yes. we don't. Yes. So we Which don't I'm know. not complaining about, Roger. Right, right. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I mean, we need other people. People, you know, to, to to handle the other parts of the country and the other parts of the world. But you talk about when you get to the inventory, you've kind of narrowed things down to five different spheres. And one yes. of them is prayer, which I think is, is really important because if we're honest, most of us will pray prayers that are kind of either repetitive, you know, things that we've known, or they're really situational and transactional as opposed yes. to purposeful. Talk about why practices of prayer and identifying what you're doing is so important. So you, you just nailed it. There's five areas that we're trying to encourage people to take an inventory of their life. And it's prayer, rest, relationships, uh, renewal, and work. And prayer specifically, we start with prayer first because this is all about life with God. Uh, the fruit of the Spirit, it's the Spirit's work in us. Jesus said, you abide in me, you will bear much fruit. So prayer, first and foremost, is about learning to abide. It's about learning to draw near to Jesus himself. 
I, I will say from my own experience, Roger, the thing that really helped take my personal prayer life uh, deeper was uh, discovering practices that were new to me, but not new to the church or not new to church mm. history, for example. So I grew up evangelical, you know, I, I, I've got a lot of worship background. And so I love music. I love reading my Bible. Um, but it was always this pressure of you got to pray what's in your heart. Well, if you're having a bad day, it's kind of hard <laughs> to know what to pray, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then I began to be introduced to a very old ancient Christian practice, actually, of praying the Psalms. And you can use the Psalms almost like a greeting card. You know, you go to the, <laughs> the store, Walgreens, whatever, you get a greeting card for a friend or for your spouse. And you you never just give the card to the person. I mean, this is a pro tip right here. Always make sure that you write something of your own words in the card. Yes, and, yes. right. That don't don't just give the card to the person. And that's sort of like praying the Psalms. We don't just go through something by rote or just memorizing a prayer that someone else has written. That's helpful. That's a good starter. But a beautiful way to deepen your friendship with Jesus is to begin to add your own words to it. So opening up the Psalms and praying the Psalms for me is one practice of prayer that deepened my prayer life, anchored me, and actually helped me to become more consistent because I didn't have to sit there and say, uh, gosh, am I just going through a list of people or things to pray for, pray about? Mm -hmm. Or is there a way that I can actually use every emotion and every experience as a launching pad to a relationship with Jesus? Boy, that's helpful because I know I realized that I, in my days in associate pastoral ministry, one of the things that I, I love was congregational prayer. One of the things I also really hated was a congregational prayer because it just kind of became the medical list. You know, let's tell who's in the hospital, who's got cancer, whatever. And it really didn't model for the congregation what an actual practice of prayer looked like. And it sounds like from what you're describing here, this is the kind of resource, uh, The Intentional Year, your new book, that has the tools to to help us get to that point. I, I, we've got about 60 seconds until the break, so I'm going to tease this a little bit, and then we'll finish up on the other side. But one of the things that you delineate is talking about the power of rest. And there's been a lot written and spoken on people having restful days and making sure you honor the Sabbath, et cetera, et cetera. But I wonder what rest looks like in God's economy versus what it looks like in our economy. Glenn Packiam, what do you mean by the power of rest? You know, our society knows how to do vacations well, where we just want to work ourselves to death and then binge our rest almost on a vacation. Right. God invites us to a rhythm of rest where we, you know, you work six days and you rest on the seventh. And there's two reasons in the Bible that we're given for the Sabbath. The first is we rest because God rested. It's a way of actually experiencing the presence of God. And that Genesis story is a play on words there when it's retold, when the temple, the, the dedication of the temple, it says God rested on the temple. There are there are many Hebrew scholars that actually believe that Genesis story is told in such a way that we're meant to see creation as a temple. Mm -hmm. And when it says God rested, it's not God taking a nap, it's him resting his presence in creation. So Sabbath is a moment to enjoy and become aware of the very presence of God in your life and in my life. And the second reason the Bible gives for the Sabbath is uh, in Exodus, where it says, rest because you're free. You're no longer mm -hmm. slaves in Egypt. And Roger, I'm telling you, the reason we don't get rest is because we're slaves to our own addiction to our phones. I'm speaking about myself. Mm -hmm. Or we're slaves to our emails or to our work or to the rat race that culture says. You got to achieve more, earn more, accumulate more. And Sabbath is an invitation into freedom. It's God saying, hello, you're, I've delivered you. You're not slaves to this. Yes. You can rest because you're free. Boy, that is great. The Power of Rest, one of the five spheres of life that Pastor Glenn Packiam unpacks in his brand new book called The Intentional Year, Simple Rhythms for Finding Freedom, Peace, and Purpose. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. We'll keep on plowing through these spheres. And then 
look at some practical ways. I mean, it, it's one thing to know what we are supposed to do and called to do, but how does it stick in our lives? We'll talk about that with Pastor Clint Packham in just a moment as the bottom line continues. Life insurance will never replace the person you love, but that money can help you get through life when it feels impossible. When your life insurance claim is denied while you're already dealing with so much, you need someone on your side. Stephanie Cover of Cover Law used to work for the insurance companies. She challenges and understands the way insurance companies think. Hire Stephanie to file a life insurance appeal while everything is still fresh in your mind. Don't let the insurance company get away with greedy behavior while you're in mourning. Stephanie Cover will do everything in her power to get you the financial protection which was promised to you as a beneficiary of the policy. The money from the life insurance proceeds can supplement your income so you can support yourself throughout the process of bereavement. Save Stephanie's number or call her now at 877-214-4935. That's 877-214-4935. Or you can fill out a contact form at kbrightradio.com slash coverlaw. Stephanie Cover, she knows the other side. She certainly does. She worked for the insurance industry for many, many years, and she knows what, what the games that they play when it comes to life insurance and trying to make sure that you don't get the full value of the policy when there's an accidental death or uh, a case that would actually require a payout. Learn more when you go to Stephanie Cover. Go to Wilson. Or go to CapeRightRadio.com forward slash Cover Law for more information. Welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. A great conversation today with uh, Glenn, Dr. Glenn Packiam. Uh, he and his wife, Holly, have written a great book called The Intentional Year, Simple Rhythms for Finding Freedom, Peace, and Purpose. And we have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. You know, I, I think about the intentional fact of uh, what we're discussing and how many times in the church we, we kind of run into a problem. And the problem is that we talk about intentionality, but we aren't intentional about the things that God has in store for us to do. We're intentional about the things that we want God to do for us, or we want others to do for us. Uh, like I could say, I mean, it's Everyone Wednesday. You listen on Wednesdays because maybe it's part of your regular routine, or maybe you like to tune in on Wednesday because we're always giving stuff away. We're giving away a copy of Glenn Packiam's book. You can call 800-227-5278 and get in the drawing for that. You can also call that same number. And win tickets to Dennis Wilson's screening of The Baby Boomer Dilemma, the documentary, this powerful documentary that really blows the doors off of the, uh, the retirement industry. And not always in a bad way, just it's very informational. There's a lot of information there that when you look at it, you say, oh, my goodness, this is, this is a lot more than I can bear, <laughs> a lot more than I can handle. But it's a lot more complicated than you were led to believe with IRAs, 401ks, things like that. So... Your retirement is going to be good if you are intentional about it, and watching this movie will help. Saturday, February 25th, 11.30 a.m., Gem Theater in Garden Grove, free hot dogs, free soda, free popcorn, just like when you were a kid and you liked to go to the movies on a Saturday, right? As a matter of fact, if you grew up in that area, you might have gone to the Gem Theater. It was one of those places. Um, 800-227-5278. You can intentionally call in and get a, a pair of tickets to see that screening on Saturday, February 25th. And then you can also be intentional about uh, doing something to end the plight of homelessness here in the Southland. Our friends at Lutheran Social Services are partnering with a number of uh, local musicians uh, for an event called Banding Together. And I encourage you to, to check that out because the Banding Together event is coming up this Sunday afternoon, 3 p.m., Banding Together to Build Community. It's a free concert series that kicks off this Sunday afternoon for, at 3 p.m., at uh, Mission Lutheran Church in Yorba Linda, 
A uh, half dozen bands are going to be there. I will be there as the MC. Would love to meet you. And we have free tickets. We've got five pair of tickets to that event to give away. Crystal's handling all that too. We're keeping Crystal busy today. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. You know, it, it seems like there are so many demands in this life that we struggle with that. We, chances are, you've had a moment of anxiety or feeling overwhelmed. One of the weirdest feelings, I think, is when you feel like you're stretched to capacity. And at the same time, as you are stretching and stretching and stretching to try to make the obligations to be there for your family, to be there for your church, to do whatever it is that you feel led to do, the more stretched you become, the more you realize how empty you are. And yet we serve a God who says, no, you don't have to struggle to keep up with the demands of life because I invite you into freedom. I mean, if you don't be anxious and overwhelmed, God has perfect peace and his perfect love casts out fear. When we talk about feeling like you're just completely overworked and uh, overcommitted and underconnected, I think is the, the way it's described sometimes, God offers some purpose to you. But the way you begin to enter into that rest, to enter into that peace, to enter into that promise, is to take a step back and take a deep breath. Pastor Glenn Packiam and his wife Holly have written this book, The Intentional Year, because the rhythms that you're looking for for finding freedom, peace, and purpose are in fact simple rhythms, but they're not necessarily easy rhythms. There's a big difference. Oftentimes we will mistake the word simple for easy. We'll kind of use them synonymously. And sometimes something can be simple and easy. But sometimes the simple doesn't necessarily mean it's easy. It just means there's one way to do it. You know, if you've ever had to make that journey to a certain destination and you're driving and you know that the basically the only way to get there is get on Interstate 10 and keep going west or east, that's a simple journey. It's simple directions. But it's not easy when it's such a long stretch of road. It's kind of boring and there's some hills and there's some weird weather along the way. So let's not mistake the simplicity of what God has for us for the fact that it may not be that quote unquote easy. But there's a good possibility that if you're being pulled in multiple directions that you're not then following God's will. I mean, think about it this way. As a sinner saved by grace, you can repent of your sin, ask for forgiveness, and have it not counted against your record. Doesn't even show up on the ledger. But what does repent really mean? Repentance literally means to turn away from. Now, if you've ever tried to turn away from your sin, but then you pull a Lot's wife and you keep turning around looking over your shoulder and you wind up feeling like you're about to turn into a pillar of salt, you begin to realize that the simplicity of God's sovereignty is turn away from sin, turn toward the, toward the Lord, but understand that when that happens, it's going to eliminate some of the other options and choices and distractions that you had. Good conversation with Glenn Packiam of Rock Harbor Church in Costa Mesa. More conversation about the intentional year, simple rhythms for finding freedom, peace, and purpose. It's coming up next as The Bottom Line continues. Pastor Glenn Packiam is my guest today here on The Bottom Line, the lead pastor at Rock Harbor here in Southern California. We're actually neighbors, and it kind of cracks me up that we're both, you're in your office and I'm in my office today for this, <laughs> this conversation, but next time you're coming over and lunch is on me. That's uh, lead pastor at Rock Harbor earned his doctorate in theology and ministry from Durham University in the UK. You spent 20 years with New Life Church in Colorado Springs and planted the uh, New Life Downtown Congregation, led that one for about 10 years. Talk about what the transition was like as we're talking about your 
your book, yeah. The Intentional Year, um, there had to be a certain amount of intentionality that says after two this- decades in Colorado, coming to Orange County. What, what let that happen? Well, it's a great question, Roger, because we weren't looking for a change, but, you know, the giving ourselves these moments to stop and pray. And, you know, my wife and I, we started doing this retreat once a year, but actually we eventually uh, ended up doing it twice a year, where it's in January and then again in July or August, because if anyone out there has kids, you know, the school year really dictates a lot of your rhythms and you do have to Mm -hmm. readjust to it. And so it was in August of 2021 that we be, we went away on one of these retreats and we began feeling the stirring, the Lord sort of uh, inviting us to place everything on the on the altar before him. And I'll tell you, that's one of the scariest things you can do is to say, well, not this thing, Lord. And he's like, no, I mean this thing. I mean this church that you love, that you serve, mm-hmm. that we were happy. We were not looking for something else. And as we did that, uh, around that same time, the invitation toward Rock Harbor began to emerge. And then we went away on our retreat in January of 2022. And we began to sense the Lord was saying, it's time to take a step of faith. It's time to say yes. So the beautiful thing is, and we're so grateful for this, is we were able to leave a New Life Church well. We have so many deep, deep friendships there. We were blessed and sent out. And we were received so beautifully and so warmly at Rock Harbor. In fact, on my installation commissioning Sunday here at Rock Harbor, the senior pastor at New Life came out and he was one of the ones laying hands on me. And I think that's a beautiful picture of unity uh, when we slow down and, and walk with the Lord in this. I love that. And and the the fact that you did slow down, that you did walk in unity, all of a sudden I can hear Jesus saying, John 13, 34, 35, right? I mean, this is how we show the world yes. that we are the body of Christ is by yes. sharing that love with one another. Uh, Glenn Packiam's book is called The Intentional Year, Simple Rhythms for Finding Freedom, Peace, and Purpose. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Glenn, you devote a chapter to renewal. Mm-hmm. And I know that we kind of talked a little bit about rest and you know the world's version of it versus you know what God's economy says. Renewal implies more than you were talking about God taking a nap on the temple. Um, you know, it's, it's, sometimes we think rest and renewal means, hey, take a Sunday, take a nap, watch a golf tournament, just kind of lounge, eat whatever you want to, and you'll be renewed. But you're yeah. talking about something a lot deeper than that. It's it's a lot deeper. And in fact, the, the secularized version of it is simply self-care, you know, and that, OK, that that's all right. But but renewal is deeper than that. Renewal is holistic. It goes to uh, every part of who we are, spirit, soul, and body, if, you, if you'd like to think of it that way. But when we identify renewal, there are practices that can actually replenish us, that can put energy back in our tank, so to speak. And one of the things my wife writes about in the book is the practice of gratitude. You know, the Psalms are full of these uh, reminders to give thanks to the Lord, for He is good and His love endures forever. And, and it turns out some of the way that our brains are made is we actually have to remind ourselves of the things to be grateful for. And when we do, we improve our mental health. We actually improve, we're renewing our, our, our health in that way. I, I write in the book about reading, how reading is a renewing practice for me. I, I have a, a, my line of work is such that I'm giving out all the time. And if I only do that and I never read or take back in, I'm going to run at a deficit and I don't want to do that. So what's renewing for me is is finding time to be able to read and read broadly, not just read for a sermon, not just read for mm-hmm. an upcoming seminar or whatever. So there might be other things, of you know, practices of play here in Southern California, surfing, biking, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah. And I, I would just say, make sure it's a it's the kind of play or activity where you become aware of God in the midst of this. These are the gifts of God given to us, his kids. 
Yes, the gifts of God for the people of God. For the people and, of and God, have, that's right. Yeah, love that. I'm talking with Pastor Glenn Packiam today here on The Bottom Line. He and his wife, Holly, I should point out, are the co-authors of the new book, The Intentional Year, Simple Rhythms for Finding Freedom, Peace, and Purpose. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Circles of Relationship. And especially as in pastoral ministry, a couple like you and Holly, I'm sure, have a lot of people that you're acquainted with, but hopefully there's a core that's kind of holding you together, too. Yes. We've got work relationships, church relationships, family relationships. How do we maintain the healthy ones? How do we let go of some of the ones that maybe aren't so healthy? You know, in some of my other work with Barna and the resilient pastor stuff and all that, I, you know, you, I discovered that actually pastors in particular are, are dealing with a great level of loneliness. And you cross over and look at data from other studies that have been done, Harvard and others during the pandemic. And there's a there's almost this other pandemic that's been going on, an epidemic of loneliness, of uh, of people feeling isolated from one another. And I think life kind of th this is, a, again, one of those things where if you're not intentional, you just get stuck in your own ruts and routines and you see your friends or neighbors from afar. You kind of wave, you run into them at church and, and you kind of say, hey, maybe we'll get together sometime. And then you never actually do unless you're purposeful with it. And right. so I, I think what the scriptures invite us to do is, first of all, think about different kinds of relationships in your life. And Proverbs outlines all kinds of relationships. There's there's the relationship with a sage or a wise, the voice of wisdom in your life. There's the relationship of companions. There's a relationship with someone who can bring a voice of healing or comfort. So there's many different kinds of relationships. And maybe some of the best advice I got as a young younger man uh, was not to look for one North Star, but to look for a constellation of relationships. Oh, that's good. And I think that's really, really important. And then and then as you go on from that, think about uh, three categories for what to do with your relationships. Some relationships in a season, you need to lean in. This is the time to lean in. Uh, maybe it's kids who are on their way uh, off to college or whatever. You got one more year, two more years. That, that's the time to lean in. Other relationships, you need to let lie. Maybe you've been investing or reaching out, but you're, you're the only one carrying the load here. And you're like, you know, it's okay to let that one lie for a little bit. And then there are other relationships where you actually need to let go. Uh, maybe because things have become unhealthy. Maybe the, the person's headed in a different direction. Um, there are all kinds of reasons for that. But I think if we can not just think through the constellation, the kinds of relationships, but then also the kind of posture that we can have to these different relationships in our lives. Pastor Glenn Packiam from Rock Harbor in Southern California is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. He and his wife, Holly, the co-authors of a brand new book called The Intentional Year, Simple Rhythms for Finding Freedom, Peace, and Purpose. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Glenn, you have exactly two minutes to help us understand how do we make this stick. I mean, you, these are great in theory, and I love having this conversation. People are going to love reading this book, and then we don't want to be the person who walks away from the mirror and forgets what we look like. How do we make it work? The first thing I need to say is that a rhythm is better than a goal. And so many times when we think about our growth, even Christian growth, spiritual growth, we have these goals. I'm going to read a Bi the Bible in one year. Or I'm going to do this or do that. And we want to invite you into rhythms. And, and the difference between a rhythm and a goal is a rhythm is this is just part of what I do. So I'm going to read the mm -hmm. Bible 15 minutes a day, as opposed to I'm going to read the Bible in one year. And then you fall short of that goal or you, you know, you achieve that goal even, right. and then you're done. But a rhythm sticks with you. It, a rhythm is related to your identity. It's just who we are rather than this thing that I've got to achieve. And then the second thing I want to say is turn your rhythm into an event in the calendar. The final piece of the retreat that my wife and I have been doing for 10 or 12 years uh, is that we always take these practices that we're going to do and we build them into our calendar. So we know exactly when 
and where and how frequently we're going to have time with friends or when we're going to have Sabbath or when we're going to have you know time to work out. All of those things that get built into the calendar. And then the final thing I'll say is go simple. Don't go meta and think you need 10 new things or 10 new <laughs> rhythms. Honestly, there could be one rhythm. And, and, and really think about the rhythm of Sabbath. Sabbath speaks to our prayer life. It speaks to our rest. Yes. It speaks to our renewal. It speaks to our relationships, maybe, if you have friends over on the Sabbath. And it speaks to work because we're not going to work. So sometimes there's a practice or a rhythm that can actually speak to all five areas of your life. I love that. And it's very practical. It's very doable. And it's not you know that far-fetched that the majority of us who are walking in faith and uh, children of the living God would benefit from having this type of retreat, having this type of renewal uh, happening every year. Uh, Pastor Glenn Packiam, thank you for the book. Thanks for the time today to talk about the intentional year, simple rhythms for finding freedom, peace, and purpose. The link is up at the thebottomlineshow.com. And of course, we'll be giving away a co copy or two of the book after we've bidded you to Pastor Glenn Packiam. Glenn, thanks for the great work you've done on this project. And thanks for being with us today here on The Bottom Line. Thank you so much, Roger. All right. Uh, great resource. Great conversation. I know it's whetted your appetite. It's whetted a word. Maybe it wet your appetite. But anyway, the intentional year, simple rhythms for finding freedom, peace, and purpose by Pastor Glenn Packiam, the lead pastor at Rock Harbor Church right here in Costa Mesa. We have one copy for sure that we have here in the studio. That's up for grabs. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. It's Everyone Wednesday, so everyone's going to win something. If you are not the winner of the book, The Intentional Year, we have a pair of tickets for you. We actually got five pair of tickets for the Lutheran Social Services Banding Together uh, in Community uh, event, that, to build community event that's coming up this Sunday. I'll be there at Messiah Lutheran Church in Yorba Linda at uh, Sunday, February 5th, 3 p.m. Great bands are going to be there. It's a fundraising event to help uh, Lutheran Social Services build up their men's outreach ministries in San Bernardino and in Los Angeles. And we've got five pair of free tickets to that event to give away as well. So the intentional year, Glenn Packiam, five free pairs of tickets to the concert this Sunday. You get the idea. 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. Okay, we have a pastor here, Glenn Packiam, who's talking about rhythms and finding freedom and peace and purpose. Another pastor making headlines for saying, hey, you know, if you're here in this congregation today and you're a Christian, but you're not part of the LGBTQ community, well, guess what? Um, there's a good chance that the people in the LGBTQ community have a more vibrant faith than you do. What? Did, what? <laughs> okay. Uh, you want to hear what Andy Stanley had to say and what kind of response that we in the body of Christ can and should have to the comments that he made? We're going to get into this on the other side of this break as the bottom line continues. You know, I just finished a meeting in Africa with a group of guys. And I said to them, here's the deal. They want to know how things are going in the United States. Hey, I'm not going to lie to you. Things are crummy. But I said, what you do every day is you get up every day, gentlemen, and you realize that none of this matters. God is in control. And if you believe that, then it, it's all downhill. And, and I said to them, I said, so as we struggle here with the things that we're planning to do here in Africa, it's exciting to see all the things that you guys want to do and the plans you're making. Just know that God is in charge. And so and the bad things that are happening in the United States, God is going to work all of them to good, Romans 8, 28. That's the only solution is just go back every day to Jesus and ask him for guidance on what you're supposed to be doing. Amen and amen. Dennis Wilson, Wilson Financial Services, 800-696-9970. 
800-696-9970 or go to kbrightradio.com forward slash Wilson Financial. Wilson Financial Services for simply better alternatives. Welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. My thanks again to Pastor Glenn Packiam, lead pastor at Rock Harbor Church here in Costa Mesa. I mean, literally, I, I joked about it earlier, how to stone's throw from the Bottom Line Show studios. But uh, one of these days we're actually going to meet. Uh, and before that, he was on staff at New Life Church in Colorado Springs. So again, go figure with our Denver and Colorado Springs connections in California. But the, the Twains have not met as yet. But his great new book is called The Intentional Year, Simple Rhythms for Finding Freedom, Peace, and Purpose. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. We're giving away a copy of the book right now, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. We also have tickets to give away to the uh, special concert this weekend, sponsored by Lutheran Social Services and K-Bright Radio banding together to build community. I will be the MC at Messiah Lutheran Church in Yorba Linda this Sunday afternoon at three. Hope to see you there. Call 800-227-5278 and we will get some pair of tickets to you as well for that. Um, interesting, when listening to Glenn Packiam talk about finding freedom and peace and purpose in your life, a lot of people in the body of Christ um, are not experiencing that. They're experiencing a lot of anxiety. And some of the anxiety that they're dealing with, quite frankly, is they're seeing a society that's changing and seeing that uh, maybe the way that they have been brought up in the faith isn't quite jibing with the mainstream anymore. And maybe, just maybe, even some pastors of whom they used to have high regard are now saying things that are a little controversial. Um, I, I want to share a couple of minutes of audio with you, if I can from Pastor Andy Stanley. Now, if you listen to our Bottom Line Show affiliates, you know that Andy's dad is Charles Stanley, 90 years young, who is a preacher on the Bible program In Touch, great Bible teaching ministry, and Andy is his son. Not easy for the son to follow in dad's footsteps and be a successful pastor, but uh, Andy Stanley's done a good job. He's the founder and pastor of North Point Community Church, and they have a variety of different satellite campuses all throughout greater Atlanta. Now, it's interesting because he was recently, uh, well, this is a, uh, a clip that we're going to hear. Todd's going to share it with us in a couple of parts. It's him addressing a group of, uh, looks like Generation Z and some millennials as well, but mostly younger people. And it's, it was posted to Twitter last Thursday, and it now has well over 1.2 million views where Andy Stanley is making a comment about, he's referring to churches that have a hard time wrestling with what happens if there's somebody who's a member of the LGBTQ community that wants to attend my church. You know, they say they're a Christian, they want to be part of this fellowship, but our church has this policy that says, well, no, you shouldn't. You shouldn't actually be engaged. Now, first and foremost, I, I, I'm with Kate and Kaltenbach on this one. You remember Pastor Caleb, he's been a regular guest on the Bottom Line Show, has pastored in the LA area for many years. Caleb is the product of a family where his parents, biological parents, gave birth to him. And then when he was younger, they kind of went their separate ways and wound up having same-sex relationships for each of them. Mom had a longtime female partner, dad had a male partner. And Caleb said he had a very different view of, quote unquote, gays in the church. He said, I understand that homosexuality is, is sin. Uh, any sex outside of marriage is sin. 
But my mom and her partner were amazing to me, and I loved them a lot. And when I became a pastor, they wanted to come hear me preach, as did my dad. And our church started to sweat. Well, what do you mean? I mean, we, we, we know your story. What do you mean? Your, your, your parents, want, they want to come to church? Like, just the two of them, or are they going to bring their partners? And he said, I realized in that moment, I wasn't asking them to join the church. I wasn't asking them to teach Bible study. I wasn't asking them to be co-pastors with me. My mom and her gay partner wanted to come hear me preach in church, said Caleb Kaltenbach. My parents have been married for 67 years. That, that's not a testimony you'll hear me give. But he made a lot of sense because he said, hey, I mean, if we as the church, I mean, I, I think it's kind of a straw man argument. I hope it is that a Christian church would say no to somebody who wanted to attend your church who was using drugs or alcohol, was engaged in fornication. I mean, my goodness, I worked in youth ministry for a number of years. How many kids would never be able to darken the doorway of a church if you said, everybody who's sexually active with someone you're not married to can't come? But I think there's a fine line between saying a member of the LGBTQ community is welcome at your church, but then taking a look at their faith in Christ, their walk with the Lord, and saying basically what Andy Stanley said. Todd, if you have that clip ready, let's go ahead. Cut number one. This is Andy Stanley talking about the faith of the LGBTQ community. Figure out how to get straight people as excited about serving and engaging as the gay men and women I know, we would have a volunteer backlog. That's my experience in our churches. Well, I, I'm a gay person, I'll just read it to you. A gay person, when I say gay men and women, okay, a gay person who still wants to attend church after the way the church has treated the gay community, I'm telling you, they have more faith than I do. They have more faith than a lot of you. A gay person who knows, you know what? I might not be accepted here, but I'm gonna try it anyway. Have you ever done that as a straight person? Do you, where do you go that you're not sure you're gonna be accepted and you go over and over and over and over? Only your in-law's house. That's the only place you go where you know you're not completely accepted, but you go over and over and over and it's because you have to. Well, he, he is a good speaker. I gotta give him that. Throwing the in-law joke in there at that point to kind of lighten the mode, nice touch. Well played, Andy Stanley. But the comment that he made, a gay person who still wants to attend church after the way they, meaning the gay community, have been treated by Christians, I'm telling you, they have more faith than I do. Now, that's an interesting statement. It's an interesting dilemma because on the one hand, well, wait a minute, if you're coming to church and you're saying, look, I'm a baptized believer and I believe God made me with these homosexual desires and this is the way I live my life, we would have to have a conversation about that. I think we could have a good conversation about that. But at the same time, I mean, when you're talking individual people and he's talking about folks in Atlanta and well, they're in Alpharetta and Georgia's seen a huge uptick in the LGBTQ community kind of congregating in that area. So he's dealing with this more and more. You may be part of a church congregation where it's not really an issue. So you're like, hey, it's easy. Just tell them don't come. You know, well, no, 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 no. That's, that's not the, I don't think that's the correct answer. That's the convenient answer. Don't want to have to deal with it. But I'm curious as to what you think about his comment that a gay person who wants to attend church after the way the gay community on the whole has been treated by the church 
that they actually, he says, they have more faith than I do. Phone lines are open. People are calling in to win books and concert tickets and movie tickets and things like that. It's an Everyone Wednesday. But I'd love to get your take on this. 800-227-5278. Do you agree with what Andy Stanley's saying? Now, I'm not saying that I disagree with him or agree with him. I think there's some truth to what he's saying it, but the way he presented it left a little to be desired. On the other side of this break, we're going to hear the conclusion of that sentiment, and we'll get a chance to hear if maybe he answers some of the questions you might have asked when he raised the issue saying that a gay person who wants to attend church after the way they've been treated, I'm telling you they have more faith than I do. If the church had the same attitude and zeal to serve God as the gay community who comes to Andy Stanley's church, he said, we would have a waiting list of volunteers. Interesting, provocative comments. Can't wait to hear what you have to say about it. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Yeah, you got to serve somebody. Yeah, right. That's right. <laughs> I was wondering if Mr. Zimmerman was going to show up there. Bob Dylan, of course. Welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, 800-227-5278. Just a couple moments left in our giveaway for Glenn Packiam's book, The International Year, and or The Intentional Year, rather. Great book about getting your priorities straight. 800-227-5278. We're also giving away movie tickets. It's Everyone Wednesday. Uh, we've got a couple pair of tickets to give away for Dennis Wilson's screening of the movie, The Baby Boomer Dilemma, about how the retirement system works and some of the pitfalls that a lot of people didn't anticipate were there. And of course, Dennis has answers for how to fix all that. And then also a pair of tickets, if you'd like them, to come hang out with me this Sunday afternoon at Messiah Lutheran Church in Yorba Linda. Uh, Building Bridges to the Community is the uh, event and uh, banding together to build bridges in the community, uh, sponsored by Lutheran Social Services. 800-227-5278, the number to call uh, to get you through for the concert tickets, for the movie tickets, or for Glenn Packiam's book. 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. Todd, let's play that clip again. Actually, let's play the second clip now. This is Andy Stanley talking about kind of doubling down on a comment that he made recently in a talk that's gone viral. Several million people have seen it where he's talking about gay people who come to churches like North Point Church, which is Andy Stanley's church in Alpharetta, and saying, hey, look, if you are in the LGBTQ community, you have more faith, really, after the way the gay community has been treated by the church. You have more faith than most of the Christians who come to my church. Go ahead now, Todd, if you would, cut number two. But other than the in-laws, what environment do you continue to step foot in knowing at any moment you may feel ostracized? No place. I'm telling you, the gay men and women who grew up in church and the gay men and women who've come to faith in Christ as adults who want to participate in our church, oh my goodness. I know 1 Corinthians 6 and I know Leviticus and I know Romans 1. It's so interesting to talk about all that stuff. But just, oh my goodness, a gay man or woman who wants to worship their heavenly father, who did not answer the cry of their heart when they were 12 and 13 and 14 and 15, God said no, and they still love God. We have some things to learn from a group of men and women who love Jesus that much and who wanna worship with us. And I know the verses, I know the clobber passages, right? We gotta figure this out. And you know what? I think you are. Now, the event was called the Drive Conference. Apparently, this happened uh, back in May of last year, but the video just surfaced recently. 
I'm curious as to what you think about this. I mean, when he talks about the clobber verses, he's talking about Old Testament passages condemning you know, men lying with men and any kind of sex outside of marriage, even the words of Jesus with regard to this. But the idea that somehow the church has to change, somehow that, you know, they're saying, well, we had these cries of our heart and God didn't answer that cry of the heart. Like, is God complicit in this? I mean, the way I read scripture, homosexuality, fornication, adultery, any sex outside of marriage is an abomination to God. The sexual relationship was created for a man and a woman in holy matrimony, full stop. No addendums, no changes. So by definition, thruples and gay stuff and whatever, like fornication, adultery, mistresses, I mean, it's, it's not part of God's plan. But how is it that Andy Stanley now has conflated the issue to the point where he's saying, well, look, these people have a passion for God. And so therefore, don't give me the clobber verses. Let, let's, let's do what we can to somehow be more welcoming. It's not right that the gay community has been treated horribly by the church. And so therefore, they have a right to be here, too. I, I'm, I'm confused as to what he's getting at. But I think I have a pretty good idea. I would love to get your take on this, especially if there's someone in your family or maybe in your congregation who is, you know, in the LGBTQ community and is of the opinion that they can be gay and Christian at the same time. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800 The number to get you through to the bottom line. We'll go to the phones next as the bottom line continues. Welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, 800-227-5278, the number to get you through. You're on Everyone Wednesday, and everyone who calls is going to win something. Uh, we've got a pair of tickets waiting for you for Dennis Wilson's free screening of the movie uh, The Baby Boomer Dilemma about the uh, kind of an expose of the 401k and retirement system in America. And also, that's coming up on Saturday, July 25th. And then also the uh, outreach from Lutheran Social Services, banding together to build community, a half dozen bands of all different musical styles getting together at Messiah Lutheran Church in Yorba Linda this Sunday, February the 5th, 3 p.m. I'll be there emceeing, and we've got five pair of tickets to that event to give away today at 800-227-5278. Uh, back to the topic at hand, Andy Stanley, this is a video that surfaced actually at the end of January, but apparently it came from a conference that he was hosting called the Drive Con Conference back in May of 2022, where he was addressing the issue of the number of people in the LGBTQ community who go to North Point Church, Andy Stanley's church, and want to volunteer. They're, they're, they're part of the, you know, always there, always showing up and always volunteering. And he made the comment, he says, hey, look, if, if, if we had the regular uh, rank and file Christians who are members of our church volunteering the way the LGBTQ community did, we would have a, a, an overload. We'd have a backlog of people who wanted to volunteer. And then he doubled down a little bit. He said, you know, I think their faith is stronger than many people here at this conference. And then he says, you know, I, I know what the clobber verses are to tell them they shouldn't be here. But quite frankly, if you had endured the kind of treatment that the LGBTQ community had endured at the hands of Christians, and still kept showing up to church, doesn't that show a greater faith? And so there's so many different uh, layers to peel back on this, but I wanted to start by getting your reaction first and foremost to what Pastor Stanley said. So the phone lines are open, 800-227-5278. Buren, did I get that right? Buren in Los Angeles, welcome to the Bottom Line Show. Hello, Buren, are you there? Okay, looks like we may have lost Buren. 
Um, let, let's you know continue down with, I wanna play these two clips together side by side and give us a chance to hear what it was Andy Stanley said, and then I'm gonna walk through them. Okay, Todd, if you wouldn't mind, just go ahead and hit the B bar for clip one and then follow it up with clip two, Andy Stanley. Figure out how to get straight people as excited about serving and engaging as the gay men and women I know, we would have a volunteer backlog. That's my experience in our churches. Well, I, I'm a gay person, I'll just read it to you. A gay person, when I say gay, men and women, okay, a gay person who still wants to attend church after the way the church has treated the gay community, I'm telling you, they have more faith than I do. They have more faith than a lot of you. A gay person who knows, you know what? I might not be accepted here, but I'm gonna try it anyway. Have you ever done that as a straight person? Do you, where do you go that you're not sure you're gonna be accepted and you go over and over and over and over? Only your in-law's house. That's the only place you go where you know you're not completely accepted, but you go over and over and over and it's because you have to. You know, it's interesting listening to him talk about that too. And he talks about the treatment of the gay community, but I heard a lot of man-centered stuff in there. You know, he's talking about, well, the gay community hasn't been accepted by the church. The gay community has been mistreated by the church. And I think we can be fair about what he's saying. There are a lot of people in the body of Christ who've been rather bold in their judgment of people in the LGBTQ community because, well, this is what the Bible says, and so I'm gonna be judgmental. And what they're missing is, is sin, sin? Yes, it is. We can call sin, sin, you know, and, and fudging on your taxes is sin and driving over the speed limit is sin. I mean, there are lots of different ways that we in the body of Christ sin. Take about, talk about taking every thought captive. Anytime you've had that, why I ought to thought about a coworker or a friend or family member, is that not sin? Anytime you've spoken the Lord's name in vain or spoken a word uh, in anger, I mean, yeah. I mean, let's face it, we are all sinners and have fallen short of the glory of God, but thanks be to God, he sent Jesus Christ to pay the penalty for our sin. Amen. The church in America does have a history of kind of picking favorites and picking pet sins. How many pastors? I mean, take a look at what happened in the Catholic Church with clergy abuse. I mean, it, it would be somewhat insincere and somewhat hypocritical for those who are in one particular denomination that has been rocked by scandal, Southern Baptist, for example, recently. And that's just a recent example. I'm not pointing a finger and giving you a nod and a wink. I mean, they're, they're the latest entry. Sexual misconduct and you know misogynistic attitudes and things of that nature. But for Andy Stanley to kind of conflate this and say, well, you know, based on the way the church has treated the gay community, I don't know why any gay person would want to come here. Well. Can we have a conversation about that? It's absolutely wrong for Christians to mistreat other people, full stop. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. But some people say, think there's a John, that's you know John 3, 16, God so loved the world, gave his only begotten son, whosoever believes in him wouldn't perish, but have everlasting life. Verse 17, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. But a lot of Christians have added John 3.17a or 3.17b, which was, God didn't send Jesus into the world to condemn the world, but I can take care of that for him. So on the one hand, 
very, I think, a fair point that Andrew Stanley makes. The church overall treatment of the gay community has been less than Christ-like on the whole. But then what does that mean for people who are in the gay community now, LGBTQ crowd, that want to come to a Christian church and don't feel welcome? Well, how do you make someone feel welcome? See, the problem, I think, in modern culture is for someone to, quote unquote, feel welcome, oftentimes it's make me feel like what I'm doing isn't wrong. You know, and, and if you're preaching a passage of scripture that is contrary to the LGBTQ lifestyle and it makes somebody in that lifestyle feel uncomfortable, what is the church supposed to do? Take that scripture out? Try not to preach on that? I mean, these are the, it's a much more complex issue than just saying, well, we treated them badly, they felt ostracized, so therefore we need to be nicer, whatever nicer means. What do you think of Andy Stanley's comments? I'm curious to get, there's there's no right or wrong answer here, just having a conversation. 800-227-5278, I believe we have Buren on the line now in Los Angeles. Buren, are you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now, great. Uh, welcome to the program. Yeah, so um, I think, you know, it's unfortunate because it sounds like Andy Stanley is almost saying that he doesn't have faith in God because for someone to be living a life that's an abomination, you know, the scripture says that mm-hmm. uh, homosexuals not inherit the kingdom of God. And so uh, Andy Stanley says that these, these um, uh, people that are living in this lifestyle have more faith than he does. So that I guess that means that he doesn't have any faith, because Scripture says that um, that uh, love does not delight in in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Mm-hmm. So how is it that he can claim, you know, that that having faith in God means living this lifestyle? Yeah, that's a, that's an excellent point, Buren, and I'm really glad you called and brought that up because this is how nuanced the issue is. I can understand somebody who is in a community that has a lot of people. I mean, I've talked to a couple of major pastors, one I won't mention him by name, uh, but uh, you would know who he is if if we had him on the Bottom Line show, who pastored for years in Northern California. And he said his whole attitude toward how he presented the reality of homosexuality as a sin and a sinful lifestyle in a community where he had a lot of people in the LGBTQ crowd who heard a message he gave on marriage or parenting or something like that and came to the church. And all of a sudden he's like, okay, when would we ever imagine they would darken the doorway? But the more he started interacting with people in the LGBT community, he didn't back his message down. He wouldn't say something like what Andy Stanley said, but he said, we have to understand that there are a lot of uh, pastors kind of in the old school preaching style, Bible thumping, if you will, who take delight in romping around on the stage, waving the Bible and saying, ah, condemn this and condemn that without realizing, hey, wait a minute, that's that's easy to do when everybody in your world agrees with you. I mean, we can watch a Hollywood awards show where they pat themselves on the back for, you know, saving the planet or saving, you know, the, the seals or whatever their cause to, the norm is that day. And everyone's going to agree with them. And you're so brave to get up here and talk about transgenderism. Well, if everybody in the audience is transgender friendly, that's not bravery. Real bravery is going into what you might consider to be enemy territory where everyone's going to be against you and say, this is what I believe. And so to Buren's point, for Andy Stanley to say, I think these people 
who are living the LGBTQ lifestyle and coming to our church and wanting to volunteer, uh, when he says, I think they have more faith than a lot of the Christians here, he's basically kind of almost DQing himself from the pulpit. Hey, thanks so much for your call, Bjorn. Glad to uh, have you on the program with us today. We're still got, uh, we still have a couple of phone lines open. If you'd like to weigh in with a comment on Andy Stanley's comments about gay people's faith and how, as he put it, uh, we've got some members of the LGBTQ community who are so gung-ho to volunteer and so passionate about serving God. If we could get the straight people to have their passion, we would never need another volunteer. What do you think? 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. You know, passion is important. Obviously, passion kind of drives us. But as Christians, the passion that we have starts with the Holy Spirit. And the sanctity of human life that we talk about and celebrate passionately here on the Bottom Line Show, a relationship with preborn, the ministry there that is saving lives and saving souls, uh, it, I can't separate the two. I mean, they they actually go hand in glove. In a culture that is so passionate about killing the preborn child, preborn is fighting to save babies' lives. A $15,000 donation will provide one ultrasound machine that preborn can then donate to one of their affiliate clinics. And here's what you get with that $15,000 donation. First, it's fully tax deductible. Secondly, that ultrasound machine will provide 250 ultrasound every year. And these are ultrasounds that women actually get to see in the abortion clinic. They have ultrasounds. That's just for the ultrasound monitoring for the abortionist to kill your child. But at preborn, you get the pretty pictures, you get to hear the heartbeat. And 85% of the women who come to a preborn clinic wind up choosing life for their baby. And many of them choose eternal life through faith in Jesus Christ. Let's make a donation right now at 833-850-BABY, 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229, or click the preborn banner at kbrightradio.com. This is the uh, theme song for this segment here on the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marshall. Don't get me wrong. Um, misunderstanding coming out of the pulpit, or so it would appear, Pastor Andy Stanley, North Point Church in Alpharetta, Georgia, just outside of Atlanta, uh, at their drive conference last year, uh, giving kudos to the members of the LGBTQ community who worship at his church, saying they have such a passion to serve God that if we can get the straight people to serve the way the gay people did, then, well, you know, they've, I think they've got more faith. And that really kind of led to then him doubling down and saying, look, I know what, what he called the clobber passages are in Scripture, Leviticus and, um, you know, and, and the like. But he kind of left the door open for giving the insinuation that because the LGBT community on the whole has been ostracized by society, there was a time when homosexuality was considered shameful in culture, and now it has gone from tolerance to acceptance to celebration. That puts us in the church in a position where we're like, well, wait a minute, are we supposed to be celebrating this? I mean, we're going to all the world and preach the gospel, be respectful with gentleness and respect, First Peter 3.15, but how far should we go? And Andy Stanley's words left a lot of people shaking their heads asking, is he suggesting that the LGBTQ community has more faith? I mean, the gay Christians, quote unquote, have more faith than rank and file. What do you think? 800-227-5278. Back to the phones. Paul in Tustin. Paul, welcome to The Bottom Line. Thank you, Roger. Um, well, I, I do agree with the last caller in the fact I, I think Andy Stanley probably went a, a little extreme, and at least in my opinion, in his point, uh, to generalize that those people have more faith in him and maybe more faith than others, I think, is, is probably the issue that I find 
where I, I look at this entire conversation is, is the problem with Christianity in a whole, I think, is nowadays, which probably is historically anyways. But I think we're not looking at we all want to be judges. We all want to judge what's going mm-hmm. on. We, we want to we're coming across in a way to society. And that's why a lot of people are turned off by Christianity. I think a lot of people are walking away from the church as a whole because we're losing the fact that the focus should be on our compassion. It should be on the love. It should be on what Jesus taught us about, mm-hmm. that we're not here to judge. Now, granted, can we be smart about what the Bible says? Can we educate people on what the truth of the Bible is? Yeah, we should not stop doing that. But at the end of the day, if we have a friend of ours that had an affair or someone that was an alcoholic or someone else that has another sin, our job is not to go beat them down over that. Our job is to embrace them. In fact, those people should be at the church more often. We should right. have them come to the church. Any one of those people, we want them to be at the church. We want them to be around the love. We want them to be around that because that is how God will work in their lives. And yes. ultimately, we're not going to change them. The Bible speaks very clearly of that. It's Jesus mm-hmm. coming into their life that will change them. But if Amen. we're out there bow breeding, bow, uh, per- putting these people down, uh, you know, d- judging them, making them feel bad for whatever their sins are, all we're doing is pushing them away from the church, pushing them away from God. That's not what we should be doing. And I think ultimately, I understand his point, and his point is about embracing people that do sin, embracing people that have been beaten down. And that is an important point we should take. But I just think he went a little too far over maybe on how we explained it. And I think that's where we're unfortunately debating that subject of are these people more religious because they're gay than yeah. he is? And, yeah. and unfortunately, that's probably not the point he was trying to make. The point was yeah. we should not be beating these people down at all, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, and I think Brett, Paul's excellent articulation of, of a good summary of what I believe he was was trying to get at. Now, I'll, I'll counterbalance that by saying... Andy Stanley's church, mega church in the Atlanta area. Uh, I know of a couple of pastors who pastor mega churches in that area too. When COVID first hit, everybody shut down for a couple, three weeks. And then a lot of churches went back to meeting together on a regular basis. They did the distancing. They did, you know, they followed the law. Uh, some churches wound up, uh, you know, facing some legal action. And I think rightfully so went to court and actually won. Uh, he's been very outspoken about churches that did that. You know, saying you shouldn't be engaging in that type of stuff. And, you know, why are you it's, it's an embarrassment that you're doing what you're doing. Meanwhile, he kept his church locked down, I think, way longer than he needed to, in my opinion. I mean, if we were friends and we were having a conversation, that's what I that's what I would tell him. But it's so interesting how when it comes to something like this and in the soundbite world, I understand we're on 90 minutes every day on the bottom line show. You could easily take I had a friend I used to work for. He was a, he's become a good friend now. He was the program director of the first music radio station I worked at in Christian music. And his dad was a church planter. You know, he'd go out and you know, start new churches. And he used to quote Romans 6, 3C all the time as an example of how people can take things out of context. Romans 6, 3 is Paul saying, shall we continue in sin so that grace may abound? Certainly not. The last part of that verse, if you take the C part out of it, is sin so that grace may abound. Well, <laughs> you know, because Paul's asking the rhetorical question, if we get grace for a little sin, we wind up getting more grace if we have greater sin. So your logical mind would say, well, heck, I'm just going to keep sinning because I'll get more grace. You can't take things out of context. And so, Paul, thank you for that uh, uh, that clarification, that you, the way you heard Andy Stanley speaking. 800-227-5278, Andy Stanley on the hot seat for this half hour, uh, simply because of some statements he made about people who are in the LGBTQ community who are also part of the uh, the church-going crowd, 
um, and having a passion to serve God, but also clinging to something that scripture tells us is uh, against God's standards. Uh, what do you think? Misunderstood? Do you think he's right on? Do we need to hear more of this message? Uh, back to the phones now, Brad in Antioch, California. Brad, welcome to The Bottom Line. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, Appreciate your call. Are you, are you there, Brad? That's, a, that's an excellent point. I, I don't mean to cut you off, but we're coming up on a hard break. Your phone line slipping a little bit, but thank you for, I'm going to recapitulate your points here with regard to homosexuality on the other side of this break, but it's a great, uh, go back and listen to, to what Brad had to say. Maybe it'll come a little cleaner in the uh, rebroadcast. We're talking about Andy Stanley seemingly saying that the gay people who attend his church actually have more faith 
and a more vibrant faith than the straight people who do. They certainly have a passion for serving, but does that translate into Christian faith? 800-227-5278. We'll take a quick break and come back with more of your calls in just a moment as the bottom line continues. Get your money out of a traditional 401k or IRA now. What we have is we have a problem in the sense that, and I've got a big pot of money. No one's advising me on what to do with this big pot of money. And so I'm just kind of putting it all over the place. People in the early 50s and early 60s, when they went to work, they had pension plans. Hey, they knew when they retired, they're going to have a pension plan. Well, it is a real challenge when you think about the fact that here I am, now I'm retired and you're now responsible for everything to do with your retirement, everything to do with the growth, everything to do with what you're going to do. And so this kind of gives you a feeling of relief to know that, hey, that, that I'm not the only one out here suffering. When you see the, the severity of what the 401k has limited you to, and you realize that it really isn't what it was cracked up to be, this kind of takes them down the road and shows them how easily that can be solved. Call 800-696-9970. 800-696-9970. Wilson Financial Services, for simply better alternatives. Welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, 800-227-5278. Andy Stanley in the spotlight. We've been listening to his his comments that were made at a conference actually back in May of last year. They surfaced on YouTube a couple weeks ago where he basically says, I know what the clobber verses are against people who are in the LGBTQ community. And I, all I'm saying is that the people who come to my church and worship here and want to serve, if they're in the LGBTQ community, they seem to have more passion about serving God than people who are straight. Uh, getting your calls on it. We've got about a minute left in the broadcast for phone calls. David and Corona, you get the last call tonight. Welcome to the program. Hello, Roger. I just have a question. Um, so I'm a father of four, uh, two daughters and two sons. One of my sons has recently come to me and said that he is gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a believer. Uh, I believe in the Bible and it's whole. My son also uh, is of faith as well and loves and loves his Lord. So my question is, is uh, if an individual, whether they be uh, a lesbian or a gay man, uh, have uh, certain physical attractions as a, as a very young person, before they're even able to decipher within themselves who they are, how, how do they go about uh, live, living a, uh, I guess, for the lack of a better term, a traditional lifestyle when they've always had those feelings uh, as, a, as a small uh, boy or girl? How do we, I guess, live our life? when they've had those feelings from, from, you know, a small child. You know, David, that's an excellent question. I'm glad you called. And I want to ask you something really quickly before I answer it. How did you respond when your son came out to you? To my son? Yeah. I, uh, well, I love my son regardless. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's my son. I love him with all my heart. Good answer. Uh, I, want, I want him <laughs> to be happy. And I want yes. him to be also a faith. But how... You know, when you're uh, when you're a father, you pick up on certain tones uh, mm-hmm. uh, from your each of your children, and you sense things may be different when they were small. So if they're born, if they're born, if they if they're born feeling those physical feelings, how do you um, you know how do you I guess settle w- within yourselves about that child? 
Well, it's an excellent question. I'm going to try to answer it in 30 seconds. So thank you for calling, David, and, and sharing that. I'm just so glad to hear that you didn't reject him because so many people, and again, I'm not saying I condone homosexuality, but what I am saying is that first and foremost, if he felt he finally got the courage up to share with you that story, what he needed first and foremost from his Christian dad was a hug and says, son, I love you. Because quite frankly, as God pursues us in our sinful activity, he pursues us, and that's the same offer he makes to us. Now, I can't forgive sin. You can't forgive sin. Only God can forgive sin. But when it comes to someone's feelings, I'm never going to tell somebody that their feelings are wrong. However, we are more than just our feelings. Our feelings aren't necessarily the compass. They're not necessarily the rudder that drives us. Our feelings are more of a thermometer, a temperature gauge, if you will. It's not the thermostat that controls what you do and don't do. It just tells you what's going on in your life. There are some feelings that are right. There are some feelings that are wrong. There are some feelings that are true. There are some feelings that are a lie. Working through those feelings to figure out what faith is and what the truth is, the most important part of life. And that's the bottom line.